Welcome to Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex, and all things holy. Holy Fuck. Each week, beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClelland, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim, discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body. Stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life, all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor. Hey, Krista. Hey, Catherine. How's it going? We got some vocals on that one. (laughs) I'm good, Krista. How are you today? Well, I'm much better today than I was yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, imagine this. I'm in... The imaging place getting some boob checking done, and I get a very loud, or I mean urgent, text message from Krista, are you available? And uh, thank God you kind of were. I kind of was. I was getting a lot of looks from the imaging people, but I was making space to talk to you too. Yeah. You know, it's that moment, and I'm sure our listeners have had this experience where you or where I received a text message from someone. It's like, I'm going about my day, and it's great. I feel good. And all of a sudden, within one text, I'm like, ba-boom. Like, I'm a little bit shaky. I can tell my nervous system is a little triggered. And um, so, yeah, I had to call you and be like, talk me down. Talk me down, (laughs) sister. Well, and I was in between, so literally like walking in and out of examining rooms and people trying to like put stuff on me and hook me up and put me on tables and all that stuff. And it was very, um, on some level, funny. And um, But it was really clear that it was what I wanted to do was check in with you and see you were okay, because it was a very disturbing text message. Yes. And, and I had, a, I, you know, the reason, like, I obviously could deal with this on my own. Of course. And could take the time to do it. And I had a client coming in an hour and a half. That's like, I need to do this quicker than normal because (laughs) I don't want to have my stuff affecting my clients. Absolutely. um, I appreciate you making time. Yeah. And it's a great thing to to sort of share in the world. Like we have lives where things are happening. Mm -hmm. And when we have clients, it's our responsibility to make sure we're so clear so that we're not dragging our stuff into time with someone else. Because that's a really important thing. So I'm really, I'm grateful. That's an integrity thing for us. And um, I was glad to be there. So what we're talking today about is started, um, well, for Krista, it started about a year ago. um, (laughs) We're back to that scenario. We're back to that for Rico Suave. Rico Suave has re-entered the picture in in a very different way this time, and or possibly just more extreme way, um, which awakened in me the memory of when this was happening in my life and how... Chris and I have been talking about how do you provoke the wounded masculine? How do women, how do we first provoke it? How do we then receive it? And then what do we do to stop it? And this, again, the reminder to our audience is it's not about the people that we attract. They're the gift that's giving us the lesson. So Chris and I are both saying we are stronger, better, Holer, <laughs> holer, holer, and holier, holier <laughs> humans because of these experiences. So we knew our woundedness drew in someone who was wounded. And by the time we got out of it, it was intense. And we are participants. Now, we have some other about that to talk about to refine this. So keep listening as we go through this story. <laughs> so, um, you know, 
was I don't know. It's probably been two, almost two months now since um, I ghosting have seen, happened. Since ghosting, the Rico Suave just never showed up, and um, you know it's been in a lot of ways so freeing. And I've moved on. I've been feeling really clear. I'm like, honestly, that chapter felt very, very complete. Yeah, and, can I just interject something? Mm-hmm. You had been doing so much work with Rico Suave, the coming and going of who he was when he was at his best and who he was when he was at his worst, and indicating that there were some issues around his wounded masculine right. coming forward. So you had been doing so much work that actually when he did ghost you, that was the biggest time for your learning. So you mm-hmm. were really ready to learn and complete. Very ready Very, to complete. And and that's and why did. it happened so quickly. Yes. Like literally, it just was like, whew, he disappeared. And so um, going about my life, I'm, you know, working, change. <laughs> dating, I'm, you know, I'm having fun. And I show up at an event in town and there he is. And it was like, okay, this is a test. Like, how am I going to react? And I was, so I just completely ignored him and he came up and wanted to chat as if nothing had ever happened. And I'm literally looking at him like, what in the fuck is like wrong? Four weeks <laughs> after yeah. ghosting Yeah, him, like, right? it was just so bizarre to me. And he's, like, wanting to cheers me. Like, and I'm like, what are we cheersing about? Like, and it was just, like, such, it was such a weird interaction. And obviously, there's way more to it. But what was interesting about it is that he, like, made a comment, at, like, do you want to be together? And I was like, are you out of your mind? So at that point, I was like, please leave me alone. Like, bye. And um, so and what else, though? What about the other little part of you that okay, you so there was a the past? Right? Yeah, well, there was a moment during that um, party, I'll just say it was a party, that where he pulled me over to the side. And there was a part of me that wanted to say, like, stop, I don't want to, you know, engage with you. And there was another part of me that kind of wanted to hear what he had to say and thought for sure he would apologize, right? (laughs) So I had a little bit of an expectation when I got to sit down beside him and realized that he had no interest in apologizing or didn't even see that what he had done was, you know, probably not the nicest thing to do to somebody. I don't know, four weeks earlier, just completely disappear. When I realized that he didn't even understand the depth of what he had done, then I, it, again, another clearing happened because I was like, oh, he will actually never understand me at all, or I'll never be able to communicate with him in a way that feels good. Yeah. And the other thing I was alluding to, Krista, was the other thing that you said earlier was the the part of you that wanted to just melt back into his arms. Like yes. you could see that. Now, this is super confusing for women because this is this conversation about us going back to abusers and how that happens and why it happens. And this is what happens. We actually have this vast feminine aspect that just wants to love and heal. Mm-hmm. And when and we- I wanted to love and heal in that moment. I'm sitting with him and he's yeah. he's wanting me to hug him as like an Apollo, like, like, let's come together and just hug and sweep it all under the rug, that type of thing. And, <laughs> and the masculine part of me was like, no, I'm not going to give that part. Or I'm not going to give that to you. 
Um, you haven't even attempted an apology or an explanation or anything. So my masculine was like, no, I want to get up and leave. And then, but there is this feminine part of me that just like literally looked him in the eyes and wanted to melt back into him and make it all better. Yeah. And at that point, my masculine pulled me up by the ponytail and had me <laughs> walk away, which was probably the most important thing that I've ever done in my interactions with him is yeah. put his needs and his healing and blah, 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 blah to the side and stand up for myself and walk away. Right. And what we're seeing in this is, which is so powerful, Krista, and again, this this happened to me in a slightly different way in a different relationship, which we'll get into in a minute, but is is the moment that your masculine inside you respects your feminine so much and honors the feminine that you mostly are as a woman Mm -hmm. that it stands up inside you for you. And you don't need someone on the outside to protect you. Because one of the biggest biggest things about the masculine is that it's a protection. And if we don't have our own protection inside us, we will cave back into the elemental feminine that just wants to heal. And even failure in relationship is considered failure for women. So if we get too caught in the feminine, that whole part of like, okay, I'm wanting to go back in. And what you just said, I put his healing to the side. I put Mm -hmm. his needs to the side. And today is the day that I'm getting pulled up by my ponytail Mm -hmm. and in a very loving way, carried away gracefully in a crowd of people that you know, that you know will care for you so there's no danger. Mm -hmm. And then you get to take care of yourself. It's beautiful. But, you know, him and I have done this dance of both of our wounded sides that have just um, continued to engage with each other. And this was the moment where I was like, that part, that's done. We cannot engage in that way. And... But, you know, he continued to come after me that day, time and time again, like showing back up beside me, wanting to, it was like me walking away. He like could not handle it. Yeah. It it was something inside of him that needed to keep the power on his side. And in that moment, he didn't have the power because I continued to walk away and I walked away three times. Now, let's just note here that if he had a powerful, strong masculine, he would have respected that you said no, because mm-hmm. you said no. You didn't just get up and walk away. You said, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And you walked away. And that happened a couple more times. Mm-hmm. So to the point where, but then he's, you know, reaches out to me and says, do you want to be together? And it's like, I've already told him three times I did not want to be together. And so then the, the abuse comes when I say, no, I don't want to be with you. And then all of a sudden the switch in him goes, and it's like, he's like, fuck you. Right. And I'm like, wow, there it is. And what I, what was so important in him— That was him, the end of the evening, right? Yes. And what was so important in him saying that is that that was the pattern with my other past relationship. The differences in my um, wounded masculine relationship number one <laughs> was this pattern of engaging in text and continuing to try to heal and work through things. And it just always getting to like an ugly— place and I would try to hold in this feminine place of healing and let's work this out and you can't possibly mean to say that and you know that's not really nice language can you you know it was like me and my feminine always trying to heal my partner and, and it kept me engaged relationship right yes. but it kept it was like our woundedness just kept engaging so the and that went on that texting 
pattern with that in relationship, relationship number one went on for over a year and a half mm-hmm. this one with rico suave what i noticed is that when he started engaging in this texting thing with me recently it was like i this is where i realized how much i've healed is mm-hmm. that i did not engage and right. that's really really hard because when you when i have someone who's coming at me saying the things that i'm doing you know wrong and there's that part of me that wants to justify or say, oh, no, no, that's not that's the not truth. Right. That's not how it happened. And I want to say all that. But I know that if I say that or attempt to say that, it just is then going to come back with more. It's just engagement. It's, it's engagement. Drama. It's just and complete it's like, drama. It's, and I think a lot of women and men find themselves where they keep engaging with people trying to heal, trying to work it out on some levels, but it just spirals. It's like, when is it really really unhealthy you know when is definitely when someone says fuck you yeah definitely (laughs) that's pretty much that's a good sign yeah so everyone listen to that no but you can feel it long before Mm -hmm. that and you know what we're talking about today is is how do we blend the energies inside us because in order to be whole we actually have to embrace both of these energies and we have every single one of us has a spectrum of when are we choosing the masculine when do we choose the feminine how much are we choosing all of that And in this situation, you had to get pretty strong and pretty Mm -hmm. firm, and you had to be pretty direct, which are all signs of the masculine, if you think about it. Sexually, it's the same thing. That's how a man comes into you. You know, it's the same exact process. (laughs) Dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Right? So it's what he does in the world. And so when we're going to do that back, we have to bring that same kind of energy, and it has to be for us. It can't be to hurt them. Because then it has a, it gets a twisted energy in it too, so it's a little bit tricky. And I was telling Krista that um, this really brought home an experience of mine that may be more relatable to some of you, and and perhaps just another story for us to tell you. But in my life, I had a, a fairly long term relationship with someone where it was becoming clear that it really was two wounded masculines clashing with each other. And my feminine was on the side and I would visit her and I would <laughs> let her live in a world. But whenever I came into relationship with this person, the masculine, just the wounded masculine came out. I'm like, put your dukes up. It's not safe here. And I, what I wasn't realizing was I had a much, as much anger to the masculine as he did to the feminine. And so we were dishonoring and disrespectful of each other's real truthful place. Mm-hmm. And it was creating like fireworks and, you know, my anger at things from my past and whoever it was. And then his anger at the women in his past just could not survive in relationship with each other. And we were definitely blaming each other and doing all that kind of thing. And as when we separated from each other, I began a very deep healing process and it took years. So because of my circumstances, there were a lot of complications and a lot of reasons to need to stay in touch with each other mm-hmm. and, and having to. And so as your maybe sort of abusive texting and things like that went on for, say, a year and a half, and maybe this time only a month, for me, the first time I was going through it, it was 10 years, right? And it was sporadic, whatever, but it would get, and, and every single time it happened, I would go into a victim story. 
I did not have a masculine that was showing up for my feminine. I did not. And I had a partner in my life who did not have a strong masculine who was not showing up for me. When I said, please don't do, you know, please help me hold this boundary, he couldn't do that either. So double whammy, I'm like, with a partner that doesn't have the power, I don't have the power. And so for years, it was just like Because like if your partner doesn't have the power, then that means we feel like we have to man up, man up to be in their power. So like when I walked away from Rico Suave in my masculine, the a nice counterpart to that in a healthy relationship, like if I was having an argument with a boyfriend and I finally said, you know, this isn't healthy, I'm going to step away for a moment. If I stepped into my masculine and um, took care of myself, a good counterbalance to that would have it be a partner who comes in and says like, hey, I really appreciate that you need to take some time for yourself. I love you and I'm sorry and come back when you're ready to talk. That would be more of a feminine energy coming at me Mm -hmm. to balance my masculine. And for me, that feels then safer to swing back into my feminine a bit and re-engage in conversation and continue dialoguing with a partner. Yeah, and curious. That's a really curious question too because actually if he were to really stay in his strong masculine and he respects women, he could come to you in that, which actually might make you feel even safer to drop it. Because we have talked about sometimes what a man does is not leave his woman to take her time, but to come in and hold her with his strength, but without violence, without anger behind it. Just saying, I love you and I'm here for you. And you can go through whatever it is you need to go through. And it's tricky and it's not easy and we're all finding our way with it. And you will feel this, like to our audience, you mm-hmm. will know the difference between somebody who's binding you, the way he was pulling you along by your hand, which was sort of like... Yeah, he like yeah. pulled me away from a group of people because he wanted to talk to me. Oh, so wow. there was a part right. of that that I have to admit, the masculine or the, the feminine um, in me really liked that he grabbed me by the hand and pulled me. Right. My wounded feminine, I think, liked him pulling me away because it made me feel like desired or in a way like temporarily cared for or that he because I thought he was going to bring me over there to say I'm really sorry for right. what I did. Yeah. You know, and that's so interesting too because it's hard to know whether wounded feminine or wounded, you know, which one it is because it could have been an opening just your full feminine saying I'm available to see what's going to happen here. Mhm. And as soon as it went south, you stepped in on your in your own behalf and moved off again. So I, I don't know that that was necessarily, right. but what we have to watch for is our proclivity to dive back in really fast. And this is the source of a lot of abusive relationships. And as soon as the person turns towards us and says, I'm sorry, we're like, okay, um, we have to learn how to find I'm sorry in action before we believe that it's actually changing and make sure that the healing has happened. We are not responsible Mm -hmm. for that. And we take care of the parts. So Chris and I are both saying we had some wounded parts in us that were actually encouraging this behavior by expressing in the same sort of aggressive ways. In my situation, I was lucky enough (laughs) to have an experience with Byron Katie where she really opened my mind to letting go of the victim mentality, letting go of the feeling of being um, assaulted and attacked, and really seeing that I was okay. Mm-hmm. And it really changed, really, really changed my life in, you know, an hour. 
And I was able to start breathing into the space. And then I chose to do the Hopo Ono Ono, which we talk about, which is, I love you. Please what is it? For- I love you. Peace- please forgive please me. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm thank sorry. you. And, and thank, thank you. you. Yeah. And you can do them in any order you want. So yeah. if you've heard them in another order, that's fine. But I did that for about a month with the same person. After the clearing, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, and now I want to take it to a next level. So go deeper into me and just keep clearing all my forgivenesses. And then this person was out of my life completely. And it was such a free feeling. And then right before the complete separation of us that was happening happened one more really antagonistic, horrible email mm-hmm. comes in. And it was so great. And the reason I feel like it was such a gift for me is because I was so clear. And at that moment, I knew it would be antagonizing. I just stepped up and said, I'm not going to read this. I sent it to a friend and I asked them to make sure there was nothing in it that I needed. Mm -hmm. And should I read it or not? And the expression was absolutely not, never read this. And it was a major completion for us because I've never heard from him again. Which is so interesting because that's literally the exact experience that I'm having now where I've been free and clear for probably six weeks now and... There's really no reason to engage or anything. And so to get this one, to have that interaction at the thing, whatever it happened, it didn't really trigger me. I was fine with it. I still felt well, you really- handled it. <laughs> yeah, I handled it and I felt really at peace with it and I still felt really complete. But this, it's like spirit comes back in just to test, like, are you sure you're complete? Because that's, you know, you get the email, I get the text. Right. And the text was so- Passive aggressive and demanding and blaming and just and directly provocatively in your face. And yeah. And still, I had an element of like, he's, he would really like for me to re engage with him in some way. There, yes, absolutely. As much as he was exactly what's happening. And so, this is where it gets twisted, everybody. It's like he's texting saying, please stop talking about us, you know? And really, it has to do with the podcast. Please stop talking about us in the podcast. And I'm like, and he's referencing, you know, ep- episode, f- I Doesn't don't know, matter. one of the episodes we did a couple weeks ago. And the funny thing is, is we really didn't even talk about him in the episode that much. It's just, he's not even listening to the episode. He's just reading the little Summary. synopsis, right? So in his mind, it's like, I'm sure he's, I don't know, he's got such a big ego. He probably likes the fact that he still gets mentioned in a weird well, kind of way. But he's also saying, stop, um, you know, dialoguing about me and it's like well the thing is is i'm not dialoguing about him to get him back or that you know it's that i'm using this relationship as a teaching moment for myself still absolutely and in him sending that text it's like he's the only one (laughs) i mean not he's not the only one he's re-engaging with me as well and he's giving you the gift this is what we want you to hear ladies is like it this is not a situation where you should re-engage. This right. is a situation where if you're online with your masculine and feminine kind of like feeling into your life, you should say, absolutely not. I honor and respect myself way more than to be treated this way. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm I was gonna, tempted. I know, that's I was the tempted. best part, right? I, I believe me. Ten I years, wanted to say, a long time. I didn't do that, and I really wish you wouldn't say that to me, and I'm sorry you feel that And way. if you listen to the episode, you'd really hear that this that, is all about me, and I'm just using the, you know... 
to explain it. And, yeah. And, we, and that we cannot, would just, we cannot explain it. We cannot justify our behavior. We cannot do anything. We just say enough, stop. Mm-hmm. And often we say nothing because nothing is actually the best answer. For me, that moment, I finally got to look at, I have healed. Mm-hmm. I have left. Mm-hmm. I have completed, completed for a long time now this, at least on some level. And now I'm still completing. I'm a- I am actually done. I no longer need the juice from the victim story. I no longer need the juice from the drama. I no longer need this. And life. what it opened up for you is this new relationship. Beautiful new relationship. You're in. And it's not the same Catherine who would have showed up a year ago. Nope. Because Catherine a year ago was still in the still story. In the masculine. I was still my and and this was very recent for me. This powerful experience of realizing that I had cut myself off from receiving the masculine. Not, yes, of course, I've had sex with men. That's not what I'm saying. But in a real receiving way, because of some of the abuse in my past, some of my Me Too moments, some of the things that I've gone through, I decided somewhere inside me I wasn't even aware of that I'm not receiving from the masculine. I'm not receiving protection because it's not actually protection, it's abuse. And having unwound that in the last year and then meeting not just one, but many great men in my life, but this one in particular who really can hold a very strong space and a very kind space at mm-hmm. the same time. So and would you say his masculine and feminine are the most balanced you've experienced yes. in a relationship? And I actually think that they're a new kind of balance that we're actually looking to find. And I balance is a funny word mm-hmm. because I'm not looking for androgyny and I'm not looking for 50-50. What we're looking for is people, for a person who expresses in the masculine, whether you're in a male body or a female body, it's su- so c- super confusing to talk about right now. But when his identification with the masculine is probably at least 85%, mm-hmm. maybe 75%, and he's an artist and a poet and a singer. So his identification with the feminine has brought all of that forward and made his experience richer, which he honors. So his masculine also honors that. So with me, he honors all those things about me. So that I've learned to honor the masculine. I've cleared like, my past abuse mm-hmm. issues and stories. But it, say he... And I don't know where those will go. Say he, <laughs> so say he were a poet and a musician and um, and a yogi and and he and I'm just gonna for some reason identify that as very feminine and uh-huh. male. Yeah. But- and um, but with I don't for myself I don't feel like I would be as attracted to a man that was only embodying that no, side. of course not. So I want to know, just so our audience can get an understanding of this, what are the masculine things mm. he does that counterbalances those feminine aspects that you so appreciate and adore about him? But how does he main, like, what do you think he yeah. does to maintain a balanced look to keep you passionate and attracted to him? Um, beyond his body? Okay. Um, <laughs> yes, beyond his body. He has a very masculine physical body, yes, which is lovely. Mm-hmm. And um, he, so even in his poetry and his art, he's expressive. He carries it out. You know, he he sits me down and says, I have something I want to share with you. And he, he shares his song that he just wrote with me. Mm-hmm. So there's always an action behind his stuff. And it feels really powerful. He also has very strong boundaries about certain things. He's very clear where he stands. 
And what's interesting, really, in Mr. Delicious's case <laughs> is that it's it's a place in all places we come together. There's a strong masculine that comes present and a softening that makes space for me. So that can happen sexually. It can happen when we're driving. It can happen when we're making plans. It's like, here's my preference. Right. And so a man being able to make a plan, we've talked about this before, it makes us feel safe yeah. and supported. He goes to work. A man, yes, he gets goes his to work. work done. <laughs> you know, he he takes brings, care of business. He takes care of business. And can still come home and make love and draw a bath and do poetry. Right. So and it meets me for who I am and the blend of masculine and feminine that I am. Yeah. Right. Lovely. So it's I think this is the new edge. I think this is the new edge is before it was like over the last 10 years, can you be so feminine? Can you be so feminine? Can you feminine power, feminine power or masculine power, masculine? And then starting to notice the wounded parts of us and then starting to notice that, well, if women have some masculine and they can support themselves and men have some feminine and they can open to what's possible, then we actually get along much better. Then we we don't, if two of us coming together with our masculines exposed, we're going to fight. Well, and I think this is so like in my first relationship I was talking about, I had to be so strongly in my masculine because he wasn't working. He wasn't making money. He wasn't blah, blah, blah. So I was taking care of everything. So I didn't feel like I could just lay back and be in, in the feminine or right. we'd all starve. Right. So then we come into a um, relationship with Rico Suave, and I think I was still healing from that first um, relationship. And so it was kind of like two, with Rico, like two masculines operating in the relationship. Yeah, and I yeah. desperately wanted to be in the feminine, but for some reason, I felt like this fight or flight thing. Like I f- did not feel safe, and so I kept my... What my- do you think might have been the reason for that with Rico Suave? Um... That I, I'm sure it started at just not feeling, or the betrayal, and not feeling um, really that was a big change safe. That you. was, yeah. So um, he wasn't actually in his healthy masculine. Right. And the healthy masculine can fall out of love. They can come to us and say, I'm leaving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you'll never see a healthy masculine that cheats on you, that is out of their integrity, that is carrying a secret with them or or has some story that they are allowed to do this, even though the agreements in the relationship are now being broken. That's right. not a, that's not a healthy expression of a feminine or a masculine. That's a way we're cheating, and we're cheating ourselves as much as we're cheating each other. So, so now I'm looking forward to like, okay, what's next for Krista? Because yeah. I definitely, and I I know I've said this before, I do not want to be that masculine, and yet. I do think that that's been my natural tendency throughout my life yeah. out of like survival <laughs> mode, right? And it's really it challenging for me to soften and relax and dance um, on the beach at night, dance or- on the beach at night, or to not <laughs> feel like I have to do it all by myself. Yeah. And um, so I'm like, even with um, Nurture Man, who for the record, uh, <laughs> we are not doing the friends with benefits thing right now. And, um, but I've learned so much through that relationship because he, even though he was probably a little, I actually wouldn't say that. He was probably the most, one of the most balanced, honorable, honorable, masculine in that you feel very taken care of and supported and he does what he says and, 
um, trustworthy and all of that. And also yeah. very feminine and honoring all of my needs and everything. So that was probably the biggest, biggest gift for me yeah. in that friendship was seeing what that looked like. And I think my ex-husband was very much a, a lot of balance as well. Um, so now I have to look at that aspect of myself that isn't quite finding the attraction in that yet. And I don't know what well, the you're thing might is going to be. Well, 90% there. Yeah. You know, it. I think these things grow in us and open in us and we open to them. And then like with Mr. Delicious, like, you know, I fully believe these things can be ordained and can come into us because we're ready, not only ready in ourselves, but ready to give a gift into the world and a partnerships that are strong and beautiful, give gifts all day long into the world to other people. Mm -hmm. So they create hope and value and honor and care. So with that said, I think that what we're trying to say today is to ladies in our audience, to the women that we're talking to, do this work. Bring your masculine in, in support of you, whatever it is in you, don't leave it behind when you get into relationship and really check and make sure you're being honored and respected and cared for. And the man thinks it's a privilege to be with you. Because mm -hmm. if you're having to do too much masculine, there's an issue. There's an issue. There's yep. an issue. It's Pay a attention. great indicator. Yeah. If you don't feel soft and loving and feminine and you don't feel safe to be that way, not all the time. But if you don't feel that safe, doesn't mean you can't bring your whip out in the bed. No, that's right. And, and whips can be very feminine. So just for today, love yourself enough to feel into this space and feel your masculine supporting you in the same way you would want a man to, and that you're feminine and see how much you can relax and flow in your day, just all within you. And then notice how you interact with men and see, see what's happening, see where you're growing. And it's still very, very, very powerful. Very. To be that way. It is. And I know it can get confused in thinking if we're in the feminine that way that it's going to be portrayed as weakness. And I'm just telling you, it's so it's powerful not. to see a woman in her feminine it's still getting up, taking care of kids, going to a job, being sexy, feeling confident, all of those things. Yeah. And the flow of the energy back and forth in yep. your day and in your life will fill you up and give you the juice you need to do whatever it is you're here to do and give your gifts into the world. So we love you. Right. We love you. Spread the love. Take good care of yourselves. And for the men in our audience today, this is certainly not an indictment of all men. This is just a couple times in our lives that we've run up against this. And what we're really saying is it might not all be outside of you when something's happening that you can't deal with. So we love you. We care about you. And we invite you to spread the love. Spread the love. Bye. Bye.